Sometimes I'll start a sentence and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. Go try it out. Try it out. Out. Putin! Putin! Oh, you heard that? I'm curious if it's going to pick up our voices. Where? On this recording right now. Stay woke. As though. All right, I'm recording, so let's see here. Thanks, Obama. 12th of July, 2023, episode 118. Welcome. To the Good Time Culture Podcast. This show is lovingly recorded in a small town that we call the Mighty Mighty OX. And you find that in the central coast of California. I am yours truly, OG Muttdog. And on the other mic, you'll find Hollywood. And together, we are your ancient astronaut theorists of record. And before I end. Please take out your notepads. Press record if you haven't pressed record yet. This is, you must understand this. That everything, and I mean everything that we speak about on this show, is protected opinion. All right? All right, Hollywood, on with the show. The following presentation is controversial and may be offensive to some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. All right. All glory to God. Uh, Nation, we uh, are back for another episode of Good Times Culture Podcast. It's Wednesday. It is, what, July 12th, 2023. I already said that. Did you? Did you say episode 117? 118. 118. Yeah, man, we're still trucking along over here, um, dealing with the, the nonsense out there, this is your weekly therapeutic audio adventure. Uh, if you ever want to come back and get some more therapy, we would appreciate it. And uh, we will be basically covering a lot of nonsense this week. There's a lot of, a lot of. There's not as many distractions, I don't think, this week. But there, and, and there's definitely always a lot of nonsense. And I really enjoy our state governor, Old Newsom, how he stood up for affirmative action. Said how our state would not tolerate it. But he forgot that our state has removed affirmative action away from our laws, not once, but twice. Because hmm. they tried to vote it to bring back. <laughs> that was so dumb. He didn't even know the history of our, his own state, supposedly, that he's governor of. It is pretty wild. I, you know, affirmative action stuff but yet when the voters vote and affirm an action they don't listen to that they're like no you're you know you affirming this vote <laughs> we we don't accept your uh we we deny your affirmation on that vote i always find that kind of weird too yeah yeah i'm referring to the uh was it the gay gay law or whatever they get married here or something. Oh yeah, yeah. the 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 family what? the the marriage act. Yeah, and again twice twice it went onto the ballots and twice it lost. I only remember the last one, but 
Oh, when, the, and the, who when was, was the, the first backer? one? No, the second one was the Family Act. I think Proposition 98 or something like that. Hmm. And the biggest backer of that was, guess who? The teachers' union. Hmm. The biggest backers of that. Well, we usually kick the show off with a little bit of kind of new, new, or new music. Um, we kind of tend to lean towards the, uh, I don't even know what you want to call it. It's like uh, rap music topic. Uh, current event and topic-based videos. We don't necessarily listen to a lot of uh, traditional music, (laughs) it seems like, on this show. But uh, this week I got three that I was figuring you could pick from if you want. I don't know here. I got an an old one, but a goodie. I'm pretty sure we played it on the show before. Okay. Have you heard of this one? Remember this one? I just like the title of it. uh, Tom McDonald's uh, Buttholes. I was about to play some Ralphie Mae. Mm-hmm. And this guy gets upset with me because, of course, Ralphie May speaks the truth. Dude, he's like and, uh, cuss you word and you're master. Start the show off with a song called Buttholes. Well, it's it's not about buttholes. It's oh, well, okay. it's about people being buttholes. Oh, it's not about uh, actual buttholes. Well, I mean, you know. And then, so, okay, so maybe not on that one. I got a. I talked about this one last week. This is uh, Bryson Gray, Best Believe, and Forgiato Blow doing conservative. That's a really good one, by the way. I really liked it. All right. And then I got this one, another Forgiato Blow that just came out six hours ago. <laughs> uh, Forgiato Blow is all right. I just and it's, I'm not uh, a big fan of that auto-tune voice thing he does all the time. He does do auto-tune. Oh, but uh, this this whole song is about uh, cocaine at the White House. <laughs> it's, say that. It's that's, so that's, awesome. That's, that's, that's a recent. Let's see. It is freaking hilarious. We can play them all, too, but here we go. This is... White House from Forgiato Blow. <laughs> oh boy. Let's take a live look at the White House this afternoon, where any day now the Secret Service is expected to conclude its investigation into cocaine found in the West Wing. They got cocaine in the White House. On the West Wing, and Hunter got his pipe out. <laughs> they got cocaine in the White House. Tell me why Secret Service cut the lights out. Cocaine, cocaine, cocaine in the White House. Cocaine, cocaine, cocaine in the White House. Cocaine, cocaine, cocaine in the White House. On the West Wing, Hunter Biden got his pipe out. The Biden crime family love that cocaine. We all read Ashley's diary. You pedal Peter. We know you were puppet to Obama. You ain't no leader. And we all know Michelle Obama right with trans people. Why you taking showers with your granddaughter? That crime bill was something like manslaughter. Back when you was with Robert Bird, KK Dow. Now you hanging with LGBTQ rapping proud. They got cocaine in the White House. On the West Wing and Hunter got his pipe out. <laughs> they got cocaine in the White House. Tell me why Secret Service cut the lights out. Cocaine, cocaine, cocaine in the White House. Cocaine, cocaine, cocaine. I guess that's probably the distraction of the week, huh? Man. I just want to find out if if we're going to do quick movement in Congress to, to install cameras in the White House because... It don't seem like they have any. They had them all over uh, January 6th everywhere, but none in the White House? You know, there's obviously speculation uh, runs wild in my maybe mind. Maybe it's for one of those orgies they had planned for the White House, you know what I mean? I just, you know, my my brain goes to the next level of, like, the Secret Service. 
and how, if I'm not mistaken, part of their duty is to clean up messes, mm. right? Yeah. So, you know, this is not a good look for the uh, Bidens. Um, so that's kind of where my brain goes to, which is pretty crazy, but I don't know. It, it seems very suspicious that we haven't figured pretty much anything out. I, I don't point. I don't think so, man, because I don't know. There, there was a great article in the Gateway Pundit about uh, newly released documents show members of Obama Biden team sought to sabotage the incoming administration. And there's documents coming out from the National Security Agency telling, you know, they, they blacked out a lot of this stuff and it was given out by the Gateway Pundit. And brother, this this uh, rogue police department that we have, DOJ and everything, they've been these wheels have been rolling for quite a while, man. Quite a while. And when I read this article, it, was very, it gets really in-depth about where a lot of these people now are in the positions in the current White House. And there's actual documentation of the same thing that Nixon got uh, impeached out and resigned from presidency for spying on his political opponents. There's much evidence of uh, Obama doing the same thing. And oh, yeah. No charges at all to this man. Yep. It's, uh, it's obviously politicized. The, uh, the whole government is, you know, every down to every agency is politicized at this point. It's pretty wild. And the, you know, it, it goes all the way to like, uh, I don't even know what you want to call that. Uh, like a cult, uh, a cultural change too, you know, it's like most of these, most of these issues that they're bringing up. I don't know. I, you know, the, the Department of Justice rushes down to check out the Jesse Smollett noose. You know, they send a bunch of agents down there, but yet they can't, you know, seem to get their act together. Uh, it just is, it's obvious that it, they're corrupted. So I don't, I don't know what we do at, at that point, but this, that's, this story came out uh, this week. I didn't even want to play the guy that, um, I don't know how I feel about this Gal Luft guy that came out against Biden saying he's uh, he's willing to give testimony and be a whistleblower for uh, the Biden family, you know, taking money that they shouldn't. And basically and he comes. Guy? What, why, what makes you question his. Uh... Uh, I just wonder where he came from. Like, wh- why haven't we heard about him yet? Because there's a bunch of dudes that, you know, the. Bubal, I don't want to say it wrong, Bobolinsky or whatever. But, you know, these there's a bunch of these executive type guys that came forward long ago, two years ago, saying, given all this information about the Bidens, all the same info, and yet nothing, you know, that guy's still giving interviews on Fox News every once in a while, you'll hear him, and nothing happens with that guy's case. This guy comes out with his video saying, you know, the stuff about Biden making all these allegations, literally within a week, the Department of Justice indicts whistleblower preparing to yes. testify against the Biden family. So this is kind of what we're we're but going for here. It's interesting. Well, I do worry that this guy's a plant. But at some the same kind. time, what's, op- what's, <laughs> what's disturbing is the fact that it's another example of our government going after political opponents. Yeah. It's 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 like uh, the 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 Biden administration is sending out their dogs and going go sick them, 
Get him. And it's not even political. It's like this guy claims he's not political. It's just a, you know, he's calling it, he's whistleblowing on something. Uh, but again, when you we know. read that report, <laughs> when I read that, the Kateway Pundit report about the evidence, the mounting evidence of the Obama administration sabotaging the the changing of the it's of the guard. O- yeah, it's obvious. Well, then who was assisting the Obama administration to do it? Yeah. And it was, as we saw, this National yeah. Security Guard. So, the yes. FBI or who? No, I, I just took away the story. I, I apologize. But it was the National Security well, the, there is literally a oper. What was it? Operation Crossfire Hurricane. Like, it was literally named for them to spy on the Trump team. So, I mean, it's just pretty ridiculous. It it really goes to show you, you know, a lot of people probably listening to this are going, "Duh!" But it really goes to show you that the the Republicans in our government are just as worthless as anybody because they're the ones that hold the the ability to defund these agencies at will, pretty much, especially if, you know, the Republicans have majority, which they do, they could defund this stuff, but they don't. So, I mean, what's that say? I mean, we all clearly see corruption, but yet they don't, they let it continue. So, so what I'm getting here, the the, the report was heavily redacted document were obtained through the freedom of information act request. This was gateway pundit. Heavily redacted document from the National Security Agency tell at least part of the story that the final month rushed by the outgoing Obama administration to torpedo the incoming president of Donald Trump. So uh, the NSA was involved. Mm. Mm. You know, I mean. Well, I think they tapped them for the records for like the, uh, you know, to, to get the the information, you know, the data that was sent or whatever. The names that are being down are like Samantha Powers, Dennis McDonald, um, uh, Elizabeth Sherwood. They were the ones that, that uh, like, uh, Elizabeth Sherwood Randall, Deputy Secretary at Obama's Energy Department, has been Biden's Homeland Security Advisor since he took office. So she's there. She was part of the team trying to sabotage him. Samantha Powers, Obama's ambassador to the United Nations, made numerous requests for information of Flint, in the Biden administration, power is administrated for the U.S. agency. So they all got nice cushion jobs, man. And they were all involved in this. And they're still in there. And so do you really believe? So it makes it's, it's, sense what's happening right now. There's so much context to this, too, because it, I feel like news is coming at us so fast that it's hard to remember this stuff. But like you said, Flynn, they, they tried to indict and prosecute Flynn. He got released, no charges. Bannon, same thing. And and these are all, uh, you know, these are what, all what FBI these, have, projects, have, you know. When so have we heard the, the name of the FBI director, James Comey? Why isn't he being investigated, remember? CIA director John Brennan. National Intelligence Director James Clapper. What happened to these people and why are they not being investigated for this? For, for uh, the FISA stuff? Yeah. And they were involved on this. I think what would uh, they're Weasley with their words, but all a lot of those guys you just named were the intelligence officials that said that it was Russian disinformation. Yes, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah, James Comey was pretty much found out to be a liar, and his words weren't no longer mean anything. He was a guy that remember he would sit down with Trump and supposedly wrote down all the the 
that he was speaking to him and came out with it. <laughs> Here's uh, Matt Gates. At least he's trying. Or it looks like he's trying. Uh, talking to and asking and pretty much berating uh, FBI Director Christopher Ray here. And what just happened, my, coll- my Democrat colleague just asked the director of the FBI whether or not they are buying information about our fellow Americans. And the answer is, well, we'll just have to get back to you on that. It sounds really complicated. But I have other questions. I'm sitting here with my father. I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. Sounds like a shakedown, doesn't it, Director? I'm not going to get into commenting on that. You you seem deeply uncurious about it, don't you? Mm -hmm. Almost suspiciously uncurious. Mm -hmm. Are you protecting the Bidens? Absolutely not. The FBI well, does you won't not, the has que- no oh, hold interest on. in You won't answer the question about whether or not that's a shakedown, and everybody knows why you won't answer it. Because to, ev- to the millions of people who will see this, they know it is. And your inability to acknowledge that mm-hmm. is deeply revealing about you. But let's and go you know, from... Look at his, look at his mm-hmm. lip just curling, bro. Oh, I bet you want to say, you know what I can do to you? You know I can destroy you? You know how much information I know about you? We're talking about Christopher Ray, the FBI director. The uncurious to the downright nosy. How many illegal FISA queries have occurred under your leadership of the FBI? Well, there are reports that have come out with different numbers about uh, compliance incidents. More than a million illegal ones? Because that's what the inspector general said. The inspector general said that in the 3.4 million of these queries... More than a million were in error. Do you have any basis to disagree with that that assessment by the Inspector General? Uh, I'm not. That's so scary that they're basically requesting information on on civilians. Yeah, a million requests. Wow. I'm not sure. Actually, that's a the FBI is sure busy, aren't they? Inspector General's. uh, Oh well, findings on that. The internet will remind you of that in moments. But but let let's now (laughs) go to uh, what the court said. The court said it was over 200,000 that have occurred on your watch. Do you have any basis to disagree with that assessment? Again, I don't have the numbers I sit here right now. What I can Seems like a number you should know. How many times the FBI is breaking the law under your watch? Especially if it's like over a million to not know that number. And I'm worried about your veracity on the subject as well. Play Play the video. That's a good clip I need to get. I'm worried about your veracity. What does that mean? Letters for investigation of the Capitol. I don't believe FISA is remotely implicated in our investigation. So so there, Senator Lee's asking you whether or not FISA was in any way involved in your January 6th investigation, and you say no. Was that truthful? I said that I did not believe it was. Okay, so now let's pull up what the court said, which was something a little different than what you said. Wow. He gets him. So, so here, nope, that's not the right one. Yeah, here we go, right there. It says, the government has reported additional significant violations of the querying standard, including several relating to the January 6, 2021 breach of the Capitol. So I guess the question, Director Ray, is did, did you not Radio know Obama when you were answering these questions that the FBI was engaging in these illegal searches, or did you perjure yourself to Senator Lee? I certainly didn't perjure myself at the time that I testified in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee. 
Uh, I didn't have that piece of information. I will well, add... Well, that was a court order. You didn't have that piece of information because the court hadn't yet rendered a judgment. Did you not know when you gave the untruthful answer before Senator Lee that this was going on? It was a, it was a truthful answer. I did not believe FISA had been involved in January 6th. I did not what? believe. Remember wow. he said... I did not believe. Remember what Tony the Word tells us all the time? Listen to what he's saying. I did say to Charles, I did not believe. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Uh, <clears throat> Tucker was on. Play this, bro. Does it go on more and more? There's a little bit more. Tucker went on. Uh, who's the British guy? Uh, I always forget his name. Pierce Morgan? No, the uh, long-haired, curly-haired guy. Oh, no. Brant. Brant uh, Russell Brant. Oh, okay. And uh, it was a pretty interesting interview. But uh, at one point, Tucker. I like the way Russell Brant interviews. It was mainly listening to Tucker. I like I like Tucker. At this point, I'm I'm starting to kind of I'm warming up to the guy, but uh, he talks about <laughs> not me. No, I, I, you don't I, warm it up. It's like when you start warming up to people, I start walking away. From you them. don't warm up to anybody. Heck no! Come Trust on, no bro. man. <laughs> well, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, but you. Uh, uh-oh. One second here. Uh oh, the studio. All right, we're back. Let's do it. Has broken so bad. That people can go and engage in queries that when you come before the Congress to answer questions, you're like blissfully ignorant. You're blissfully ignorant as to the unlawful queries. You're blissfully ignorant as to the Biden shakedown regime. And it just seems like it gets into a kind of a creepy place as well. Go to our, our next image on what the court said. Like, just so the American people realize, the, the court has smacked you down, alleging or ruling FBI personnel apparently conducted queries for improper personal reasons. People were looking themselves up. They were looking their ex-lovers up. Who has been held accountable or fired as a consequence of the FBI using the FISA process as their, like, creepy personal snoop machine? There have been instances in which individuals uh, have had disciplinary action uh, and they're no longer with it. I, I can't get into it here, but we can follow back up. But with don't you, you see don't you see that that's kind of the thing, Director Ray, that you preside over the FBI that has the lowest level of trust in the FBI's history. Mm-hmm. People trusted the FBI more when J. Edgar Hoover was running the place than when you are. And the reason is because you don't give straight answers. You give answers that, that later a court deems aren't true. And then at the end of the day, you won't criticize an obvious shakedown when it's directly in front of us. And it appears as though you're whitewashing the conduct of corrupt people. Respectfully, Congressman, in your home state of Florida, Wait the for number it. of people for applying it. to come work for us and devote their lives working for us is over up over 100%. We're deeply proud of them, and they deserve better than you. Boom. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> wow. that. That guy, though, he, he copped an attitude. You know, he's, he's like... Oh, well, he's like cocky. Yeah, well, you know... And you know what I'm going to do? All those people, I just said no to anyone that says they're from Florida. Like, why, why the hell would you bring that up? To me, it's kind of frustrating too because i was like i was bringing up earlier the you know congress has the the purse strings of the fbi and the department of justice so you know for him to to go well you know people from your state are coming to work for the fbi so they must not hate us that much you know that would basically tell me if i was matt gates okay you don't you, you shouldn't have as much money as you need then you know what, you I, know see, what I mean I, I see christopher ray as a guy that knows better but it's going along because he's got a nice pension coming. He's got nice bills. He likes his position of, you know, probably dreamed to be an FBI director his whole life. 
But it just doesn't seem like... Because imagine a guy who's dedicated his whole life at this job for now to be told, to be spoken to like this, like a little child in front of Congress. It must be such an embarrassing thing for him. An insult for him. But yeah, but, I, but look at what he's doing. I'm, they, I'm just doing my job, I guess. They look down on Congress, though. You can tell they they got contempt for them. So Well, it's that whole thing. Yeah, you guys, it's that whole, what's that, the, the great speech of... Uh, a few good men, you know, about, you don't know what we do. Mm-hmm. You don't know what we do to guard you. You don't know what we do, how to keep you safe. And I believe Christopher Ray, that's like his attitude to Congress. You don't know what we do to protect you guys. You don't know. You know, it's unfortunate, but, you know, I'm about to go off on a tangent here. Okay. The, the FBI, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Interesting group, huh? It's obvious to me that they want to get the most corrupted person into office so that they can handle them using either threat of prosecution for past crimes or, you know, I mean, it just is, it's very obvious that they don't want someone that is like bulletproof that that would be no use to them. So what they want is someone that is compromised and corrupted. You know, Biden is the perfect candidate for the FBI and you know, is this, that why, this is, is why that, I think we saw the uh, influence okay. and the interference with the Hunter Biden laptop and the Russian disinformation stuff. That's that's my uh, synopsis on that. So, do you think this is why they did not like Trump because they couldn't control him because it was the intelligence yep. society? That's what I think. They did not want him to go speak to North Korea. They didn't did not want him to go do any of these things. They didn't have enough like scandalous dirt on Trump. They got some scandalous stuff, but it's, you know, it's not as heavy as the Biden but stuff. But it wasn't something that was unusual towards his character. Yeah. If, if he slept with a, a, yeah. a, that was like, that's Trump. I know. Because we've known about his, you know, his love affair of women. But. So, so um, Joe Rogan's waking up to all this too. Check this out. That guy sometimes. It was a rigged election. Rigged. It was, even if it wasn't rigged. He's still saying it. But even if it wasn't rigged, let's say it wasn't rigged. Let's say it and, and was a, a quick, fair uh-huh. and... and uh, Hollywood, stop real quick. And I did not expect this from Tom Segura. I did not expect this from Tom Segura. No. All right, I'm sorry. I, I, Dude, I feel like people are waking up a little bit. It's kind of nice to see it here and there. I'm, I don't want to get and, my and, hopes up too high here, but... Especially comedians that travel... And they travel in the fly. They, they they do a lot of shows in the flyover states, and they see the real Americans. They're the ones that I think that is what's helping a lot of these comedians wake up. Mm-hmm. And, well, and he, be the canary in the coal mine. He describes right here what kind of woke him up. It's kind of cool. That's who won, and that's how it was going to be. Biden mm-hmm. won for sure. It was rigged by the media. For sure. Just the Hunter Biden laptop case and the Russia collusion case. Just those two things. Yeah. Just those two narratives that they knew were not true, that they pushed out in front of everybody and that we know, you know, had to do with trying to get rid of Trump. That was a big that's that that is over reporting and one under reporting. Yeah. Yeah. That is in many ways. That's. That's, that's an attempt to manipulation. Yeah, yeah, it's manipulation of a public narrative. It's a man- manipulation of what mm-hmm. the people think is real and not real. Everybody thought he was in collusion with Russia. It's what everybody thought. 
It's, they, they, they were just all these mainstream, except Fox News. Yeah. They were the only, uh, one, they were no. the only ones that weren't pushing it. Everybody else was pushing it. Yeah. It was sold hard. Yeah. 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 It was, and it was not true. And it's proven to be not true. And then there's the Hunter Biden laptop thing, which they, they knew was true. And they said wasn't true. Yeah. And they told you that you they, they stopped people from sharing it on social media. They stopped people from sharing it on Twitter. Zuckerberg sat in that very chair and said that the FBI contacted Facebook and told them that it was Russian they disinformation. They were getting a bunch of Russian Facebook. disinformation. And so they limited the, uh, the, the spread could, of that. Wow. I don't know how they did it. I don't know exactly what they did to limit the distribution of that. that well, article. The FBI is involved in that. It's wild it's shit, pretty dude. wild. It's wild shit. And no one cares. No one's up in arms. No one's mm -hmm. freaking out because that is a way that you're going to rig an election without rigging an election. Yeah. Whether you, whether you, you know, like that guy or not, we Hollywood is that we need cigars. Sorry. We do need cigars. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> it makes your show a lot cooler. Huh? No, we I just I, because they're talking cool like this and great conversation. And we're listening to it, and they're smoking cigars. I'm like, oh, man, me and Hollywood need cigars. Uh -huh. I say that almost every episode. Yeah. I need a cigar after this have to follow the rules we have to and if we don't follow the rules because we don't like somebody and we break the law because we 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 don't like somebody we don't want them to win no i agree now that's this is not, banana republic yeah that's not cool at all that's scary and the fact that they were willing to do that and that there's no oversight that yeah. no one can stop them from doing that and then there's no punishment for them doing that <laughs> no and and you have let's go where the legislation body is all one party and you cannot – they are going to block every attempt to out, bring out this – what Joe Rogan just said about this election. Yeah, the the dude – I'll just call him the dude at work uh, that I talk to every once in a while. The you dude. Know, he kind of had this same uh, – kind of where you're going with this where the reason nothing's happening – the reason nobody's getting in trouble, the reason they they just brushed this under the the rug as fast as they could, and I'm talking about Republicans too with this election interference stuff. The reason they they did all that was because they're doing it too, the Republicans, and they don't want to call out the Democrats and what they did because they don't want the light shown on this process because they're using it too. Well, and this and this explained to me it explained a lot with say Pence. You know what? You know all he had to do. It's literally a simple process. Let's go validate some of these states. Easy. It's oh, not a big deal. It's been done before. I explained it. But if they did that, then guess what's going to end up happening? You're going to see problems with the left, and you're going to see some problems with the right. You're going to be like, hey, these guys turned in. You know, well, that, that's what I'm kind of wondering. That's where. Well, uh, I, I, I like I, that analogy or that uh, that idea there. Well, we had a great victory here the in, dude. in Shasta County here in California. Where they voted, no more mail-in ballots, nor the no Dominion voting machines, and had hmm. counting the ballots at every election. That is something that should be nationwide, nationwide. Yeah, one of the one of the things I think that got Roseanne Barr and oh, um, Theo Vaughn Theo Vaughn kicked people. off was she brought up how, and it's the the best stat ever. Joe Biden got 81 million votes in 36 counties in America. Yeah. And, you know, out of the thousands of counties in America, they it got 81 million out of uh, 
less than 40. Well, what did Pennsylvania... <laughs> so what in the world's going on here? They out 134,000 mail-in ballots, and they got 260-something thousand back. They've got back double what they sent out. Mail-in ballots. Mm. That doesn't have a red mm-hmm. flag. Like, what? how did you get more ballots than you sent out? And that's not a red flag? Mm-hmm. I think they're both doing it. Both sides are doing it. Because that it just explains why nobody wants to get to the bottom of this. They wanted us all just to shut up and move on. Well, Nothing to see here, everybody. Move on. Well, <laughs> we know? did see when, when, when Biden anyway, did win the election that the good old boys got surrounded by him, both the Democratic Party and the, Dem- and the Republican Party, all surrounded him, gave him a high five, and congratulated him. You know, so I don't know. All right, let's move on. Ooh, I should have probably just played this in the last segment, but check this out. UFC 290 was this weekend, and it was pretty good. I went over to a buddy's house and watched it. Uh, I have to say that uh, it's probably one of the few sports that I still respect. Oh, UFC? And uh, That it, guy bought. It didn't disappoint. You heard what Dana White did? That his whole staff, he bought him tickets to go see that movie, uh, about child trafficking. Mm, yeah, he, Sound of he Freedom. He bought this whole staff tickets. He he felt that we was that important. Mm. And you seen the you seen all the crap that's been happening at all the theaters that's been playing that movie. Yeah. You have any clips about that? I do. Oh right, I'm waiting for that one. So it was epic. If uh, I'm sure some people watched, uh, Mud Dog over here didn't. So he, well, let's give him a little taster here. Give me. And as you might expect for International Fight Week, a lot of people are in the building, uh, but no one needs more security than the former president of the United States, obviously a really good friend of Dana White. Oh my. So I'll give an explanation. Dana White and Trump enter the stadium together, walking together. Right. I mean, listen, he's a massive, massive... Trump's high-fiving everybody. How big this event is. Donald Trump has loved the fights for a long time. And during every... Have you ever seen Biden high-five anybody? Have you what, what <laughs> like I, one person? What I am always funny. Awe, not awe, but um, my my jaw drops or whatever is the crowd at these fights. This is like his second or, th- or third fight that he showed up. All love, all love, especially from the fighters. Mm-hmm. It, and I it think was, a lot of these fighters because they came up from a lot of bad life and whatever. They got great story. They. It was you know, no different uh, Saturday night. There were multiple fighters that went over and shook his hand after they won. Uh, the South African guy, I wish I, I don't know his name, but he, he beat, uh, it was a crazy fight, by the way. Bloods, dude, all those, Ooh. there's three or four fights where there's just blood just everywhere. Just it was insane. But he went over and, but he went over, shook uh, Trump's hand. Uh, the big drama that everybody freaked out about is uh, he shook Joe Rogan's hand. Yeah. And it was like a big deal because there was obviously a little thing there, and I guarantee you, Trump was like, "So when are you going to have me on your show?" You didn't see that? Huh? You didn't see that? He was like, "Yeah, yeah." And Trump did the, his classic thing. He pulled, he pulled Joe Rogan in. Oh yeah. No, you you're going to get that uh, with Trump. You, you're going to have to hold I your think, hand. And I think, and I think <laughs> that the power of the charisma of Trump got Joe Rogan because you saw that big grin because he was openly did not want him there. He got him. He's been asked to host him there. Mm-hmm. A couple of times mm-hmm. prior, he's he felt it. that he didn't want yeah. to do it, but 
he there, the exchange, it looked like Trump goes, you got to have me. And he goes, yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk mm-hmm. about it. And yep. we'll see. And I'm curious, as you said, people are afraid this guy ends up on that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he. There was a photo of him shaking Guy Fieri's hand, yes. and that, the left was freaking yeah, out about that. Guy Fieri's been a big that. fan of him for a long time too. Uh, Mel Gibson was in the stadium, obviously uh, shook his hand. Anyway, I heard the, Marky Mark was there too. Yep. The so everybody freaked out. You know, you're not supposed to even acknowledge Trump or even, uh, I guess, even hang out with him or something. But this is from the liberal hive mind. Uh, Great YouTube channel. Why do you think the fighters like seem to like really like um, like this guy? Like they gave him a lot of um, props. They a lot of props. Why do you think the fighters have so much like they give him mad props? I think when you're a, a fighter like that, you have to accept responsibility for your inadequacies or your your lack of training or you fail constantly as a fighter right there's wins for sure but as a fighter you're failing a lot and you're having to reanalyze yourself and and question yourself question your judgment maybe and there's not a lot of people in this world that have that mentality to be able to question you know to be so headstrong and know that you are a winner but yet be able to go, hmm, I didn't win today, so something, I got to get better. Something happened. So the ability just to question your own judgment and your own self makes you be able to see the world differently than obviously the, the NPCs out there where, so that's what I think is because he's, you know, there's tons of these guys where, you know, Eddie Bravo is a perfect example, you know, switched on dude, badass, but when you talk to him, does he ever sound cocky? No, he's like humble and, well, and chill. And, and, and but dude is a killer, you know. I can kick your ass. That's why. That's why <laughs> those guys are chill because they like they. Um, I know I can kick your ass. But I, I think that's what it is. Uh, there's, you know, um, I'm what, trying to I think like of some other. He goes. He goes. Why don't you trip? He goes. Because I kick cash for a living. That's why I'm not. You don't. Mm. You don't live, man. That's what I do. Because <laughs> I'm trying to think of some other. Um, professions that you have that mentality where you are headstrong confident but yet you also have the ability to question yourself did you see i i, I interesting saw the combo video of the union guy asking biden about his gun rights tell him you know there's a lot of people that you claim you're working for union but the, there's a lot of union guys that are for for they like their guns and he said oh that's bullshit I never said this and this and that. And then Trump and Biden was pushing up on him and he was pushing back on Biden going, Hey, don't you, don't you be pushing on me. What are you talking about? Like he, and Biden called him out. Let's go outside. And the guy, the guy told him, this was a couple of years ago, right? Goes, I remember want, that. Yep. And he goes anywhere you want. He's trying to push him up and that guy. And that's what I'm telling you. I think the real blue collars, because I, I still have faith in the trades, man. I'm a tradesman. We, this is the blue collar red pill show, by the way, we, we have that same thing. When we when you start learning how to be a machinist, being a welder, being whatever you do, there's fails. There's there's people telling you, you can't do it. People telling you that I yeah. But honestly, buddy, think about. I, there's a reason I didn't bring up machinists or don't you, know, you don't you because don't you, because they are my brothers. They're very. 
I have met very few machinists that are able to accept that they effed something up. Very few. Out of, you know, I work, literally work with 50 machinists. Maybe not well, anymore. We used to work Hollywood. 50 machines. I'm going to tell you one thing. But, Hollywood. dude, there's, there's five that you could, that you could actually go, this guy's going to give me the, the proper info. He's not going to short me but you know, you know the info thing, that Hollywood, I need. But I've left those people behind, those people, who, and so have you. We've left those people behind. Mm-hmm. Those people are worthless. There's always those people who can't cough up, but I've learned from a long time ago that you, you'll never get fired from a mistake. You'll get fired for trying to hide a mistake. But if you confess and just say, hey, boss, I made this mistake, 99% of the time, the only time, only one time I was told by a boss, hey, you crashed the machine, I'm out for one day, I think it's only fair, you're out for a day. I said, okay, that's fair. That was fair. You know what I'm saying? Uh, So, like I said, get back on liberal hive mind and the Trump uh, derangement syndrome that's going on here. He, I feel like he succinctly sums this up uh, better than either my dog or I could. Core libertarians who want no government to the more moderate, almost center-left type conservatives, you know, those classical liberals who still believe in government-provided services. We all get along, we're able to discuss different policy ideas, we're able to agree to disagree and still continue to be cordial and respectful and even exist in the same space, but these supreme TDS sufferers can't even handle a picture of another human being who happens to be a celebrity and in their mind all celebrities are left-wing and part of this woke cult. They can't even handle a picture of another human interacting Interacting with someone that they disagree with, it seems to trigger something in their brain where they lose it, they lose control, and they go on this ridiculous rant, spewing generic, hate-filled rhetoric, and further fueling the division that, of course, the elites want so badly. They don't realize that they're being emotionally manipulated, that they're pawns for some sort of bigger objective. You have been brainwashed. If you believe that other Americans that disagree with you politically are your enemy, well, then you're simply not seeing the big picture. Picture. You mm-hmm. don't realize that there's some people sitting in a shady back room, rubbing the pawns of their hands together, most likely saying stuff like, perfect, it's all going just according to plan, splendid. They don't realize the damage that they're doing, they don't realize that they're falling for the media hysteria, the left-wing hysteria, and that they've essentially subscribed themselves to to a cult. This is cult-like behavior. To shun those who don't believe in your woke religion, to view them as exiles, as other, as impure, the irony, the hypocrisy is just incredible. You know, pointing the finger at the other side, claiming the other side is hateful and divisive, as you engage in this type of behavior, wake up and smell the damn coffee, you have been misled. You know, I'm seeing more and more Democrats wake up to this fact, like Mr. Brian Krasny. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Um, it needs to be talked about, you know what I mean, in the public, well, <laughs> this thinking, Trump I'm, derangement I'm, syndrome issue. What I'm thinking about right now as he's speaking, and we know who he's leading to, and, and we brought it up about the Joe Rogan, the left or the other side, I'm going to use this word as this gentleman said, the other side, they know what happens when their narrative gets exposed on the Joe Rogan show. It gets crushed. And so they know... That this hate, this anger they have for Trump will be exposed to be fake because we, 
that Trump guy wins over all these guys. And for that brief moment, Joe Rogan was not a fan and has openly said he had, well, is not a fan of Trump. Mm-hmm. You saw the smile when he shook his hand? That was two men looking eye to eye at each other and go, hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. That's, I, how you, that's how Trump will get respect from Joe Rogan, uh, is that eye to eye contact. To me, it's a small, you know, maybe I guess people would say that, oh, Trump's just selfish. He wants to get on Joe Rogan. But Trump was seated and got up first. Like he was, I don't know if we could pull the clip. He walked towards him. Oh, I don't think I have the clip where he's actually shaking his hand. But, you know, he, he, like he's sitting down, Trump, and he points over at Rogan. And he gets up and walks over to Rogan to shake his hand. It's not like Rogan came up. To shake no, no. Trump's it, hand. But, but isn't that? It, but, but if you've heard that Joe Rogan has an issue with you as a man, mm-hmm. you get up and you go over and walk over mm-hmm. there. And the type of man that he is, Joe Rogan, I'm assuming that he's going to respect a man like that. He's because he seems to be like that kind of man. Men were men. Men go over. Hey, look, we need to talk. We've heard you heard back. Let's let's talk. And Joe Rogan obviously likes conversations. Okay. I just saw two men there. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. But again, I, I believe that their narrative, meaning the, the other side, is so thin. It, it's been a ball. It, it, ah. uh, but yeah, anyway, uh, you guys, obviously, uh, people that are into USC already know it's the best sport to watch out there. I can't think of anything else. I would... Um, the. I would like to see what would happen if anyone from the Biden administration would show up because <laughs> yeah, there's we, no, Lindsey Graham showed up at a Trump rally and booed his ass off the stage, dude. How is there not one in the whole crowd? Just one kind of lefty dude or chick. It, it's fascinating at these UFCs. And what I don't understand about the UFC, all these accusations about Trump that he's a silver spoon fed guy, all these silver, uh, UFC guys worked for their positions and they like this guy. Usually people who work for their position don't like silver spoon-fed people. And they like this guy. There's something about Donald Trump that the working class guy likes. There's something interesting about that. Well, I mean, say whatever you want to say about his upbringing and how much money he got to start with. Dude is a hustler. Like, he is hustling. I mean, con- I mean dude is out and about in the public three times as more as much as Biden is, you know, just about any candidate I can think of. I mean, um, Kennedy has definitely been making his rounds, but you know, Kennedy's not at USC. He should have went to USC. Maybe. Huh? Well, (laughs) and I mean, I don't, although he wouldn't have walked out with Dana White. So he wouldn't be able to walk. He could barely walk with, uh, the queen of England. I mean, the King of England to see this. Do you see that dude? Yeah, and the and the the guy the the king of England is about as old as Biden, and he had to guide Biden through the what the inspection of the soldiers. Yeah, no, and it's it's he's deteriorating. You can see it, like he's he's walking even slower and messing words up even worse. I How still, can you do that? I still believe that he's doing that same thing what that old mob boss did. That he's playing stupid. I'm not saying that he's not stupid, but I think he's playing a little more because it's amazing how his son can still 
call people and use his father's name, and he's all aware. He's well aware about that. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't. That would be interesting. I don't know how that would work if you could claim that he's losing his mind or something, and then you could tell, you know, that would be a, a I can't remember what article that is where they article can replace 42 their, or they can like replace the, yeah, the president. president if they're not competent. Yes. Uh, but we never had one. I mean, dude, we had, uh, what's the name? Um, Wilson dead. And his wife was running the president, the government. Same thing happened with, uh, Roosevelt. Yeah. Hmm. Well, let's move on. Hmm. I know Mutt Dog's not going to be happy about this, but there was a new Tucker Carlson interview on Twitter with Andrew Tate came up yesterday. Uh, By the time I woke up this morning, it was already at 38 million views and that's just on the Twitter. This uh, YouTuber here that put the full interview up, it's called BSN. I don't even know what it is, but uh, just in one day, just this side channel got almost a million views on YouTube. 858,000. It's crazy. But anyway, long story short, if you're a fan um, of either of these guys, I would highly recommend you uh, spend the time. It's a two and a half hour interview. And honestly, I almost think it's better than the Valuetainment interview that I thought could be one of the best interviews I've ever listened to. But uh, I watched most of it. I got a couple spots that uh, I'd like to discuss with Mud Dog over here if he's willing. And um, as usual, it seems like Tate is able to synthesize, you know, what we're all seeing and feeling around us. But for some reason... It's hard to put it into words that people kind of can understand. And, uh, you know, for ha- having him talk to kids, you know, I shouldn't say kids, but talk to teenagers about this. I really wish, you know, I had someone that I could talk to like this when I was younger. That's all I know. So, uh, Consider yourself lucky here, guys. This is uh, talking about God here. I think that he is the best of planners. And like I said, if you, if you retrospectively analyze all the times in life, you wish you could have changed things. Yes. He knew better. And I'm going to have to accept that. When did you conclude that? I think I guess I always kind of knew. I was atheistic for a while when I was younger. But as you get older, you start to look at the world and understand that The thing for me was actually, I guess, a scientific principle. It was Newton's law of equal and opposite force. If there is evil in the world, and I'd like to think we both agree there certainly is, there has to be an equal and opposite force, which is good. And I would like to think of that as God. Even the idea of God. That's uh, exactly what brought me to uh, walk with Jesus, is uh, I saw a lot of evil going on in the world, Uh, 
probably fed to me by some algorithm that uh, maybe wasn't the best for me, but I was witnessing a lot of violence and evil. And I had always been a guy that kind of stood in the middle, you know, didn't really want to pick sides, you know, pick a religion or whatever. I just thought I was good with being neutral and, you know, agnostic type guy. And once I, you know, started to see that evil and started to kind of roll it around in my head that there is evil out there. So you can't be just on the sidelines. You can't just be neutral if there's evil out there. Uh, Because, you know, if you're not going towards good or trying to be good, you know, even being neutral to me is somebody that I'm not sure I want to turn my back on. You know what I mean? Even if you're not degenerate, you know, sinner or whatever, just having, you know, no belief, no purpose like that, it makes me suspicious, you know, because I see the evil in the world, but maybe it's, that's just because, uh, you know, you, when your eyes are open a little bit more, you can see it better, but check this part out. As a notion even just as a concept, if that idea of God resists evil, then God is real. If you have two islands, you have two people, let's say a ship crashes, and you have two people who swim to two different islands, and one island they're atheists, savages, and they rip you apart, and the other island you get there and they believe in God and they believe they're not allowed to kill you, even just their idea of God, God saved your life. So I think even just a concept of God in and of itself, if enough people believe and it makes them do good, then God must be true, and that's the equal and opposite force to the evil of the world. And this is how I, I view it. So I don't see how anybody with a conscience cannot believe in God anymore. That's such a profoundly different worldview from the one that we're presented with, I think. Yeah. That, do you think that's maybe the division in the West between people who, who see those forces at work and, and those who don't? I, I, think the main, I think the West is actually split between people who think and people who don't think at all. I think the people... There, there are, there's no such thing as these two opposing worldviews. I think people believe there's worldview A and worldview B. I, I disagree with that. I think there's worldview A, the good guys, which are primarily people who do believe in God, do have parameters, do believe in standards, do believe in self-respect, do know how to say no. And there's worldview B, which changes day by day regard, based on what they're told, which means they have no real worldview at all. They just repeat. And they have no standards and they have no parameters. There's nothing you can tell them that will make them wake up and go, that's wrong. Because they have no inherent morality. So you can literally, you can say bestiality is accepted and encouraged now. It's good for you because for climate change. And they'll sit there and go, oh, for climate change, oh, well, off we go. And uh, they'll just do it. So I think you have a, a camp of people who think. It's pretty fascinating to hear him um elaborate on God because it's kind of, you know, maybe he's always been talking about that. I've only known about Tate since mud dog brought him to the show probably last summer, maybe. But, uh, so I haven't really listened to a lot of his older stuff, but just about every interview he gives recently (laughs) since I've been watching him is very oriented to purpose and God. And, you know, I, I prescribe fully to the, I just explained it fully to that idea that if, if you don't 
if you're not walking towards God at this point, then I don't know. I mean, what else do you need to see in the world to not be at least questioning that? Okay, I'm going to stop this word right now, and I'm going to use this thing. Mm-hmm. What I'm disturbed is with the generalization of the word God. Mm. The generalization of the word God. Okay? And what this man is trying to say, I'm getting tired of hearing this, that the West is weak, because everybody's still trying to come to the West. No one's trying to go to the East. Okay? We're weak because we have a government that we have governments like in this country of Canada that's arresting Christians right now. And they're not backing out. But it's funny, when a Christian protests, we get arrested. Mm-hmm. If a Muslim goes in protest, oh, they're a marginalized people. We can't do nothing to yeah. them. So you have a protected group that's allowed to do whatever they want and nothing happens to them. And a group that has an open bigotry from the population saying, you guys are the majority, you guys are in the power, so of course you're supposed to get this happen to you. And then you get guys like Andrew Tate come into shows and go, the West is weak and this is weak. I just repeated, there's not a state in the union that voted for gay marriage. It was the courts that passed it. Okay? It was our corrupted judicial system mm-hmm. that passed it. So it's easy for that guy to say that the West is weak. But it's but we have people, January six people in prison still. Two years afterwards. We have a lot of people right now in prison for going and we've had the whole talk about in Arizona, Katie uh, Hobbs, the election, and our own government. So when you hear the, that the West is weak, it's not that the West is weak. Our government is weak. Our people who are in politicians, the corrupted power, those people are weak. We have a lot of weak men in positions of power right now. We just saw a DOJ administrator being handled by a congressman. So when I hear guys like him talking about the West is weak, MFR, your people all want to come over here. None of my our people are struggling to go over there. They talk about it, but they're not going to the East. So I believe this. I want to say to our people, Christians, it's time to get up. It's time to not worry about what we're going to lose and start imagining what we're going to gain. But we don't do it because we're all afraid of what? Of losing our fluffy jobs, our our fluffy homes. We're all afraid of that. How do you do that? How do you do that? Yeah. Yeah. By walking out and standing up for things. Being and, a man? And at the face, brother, who are you talking to? Well. Uh, so I'm just telling you, I'm not talking about a, of someone who, doesn't, who hasn't done it. This is why when these guys speak like that, I'm going, I don't know who this fool's talking about. I don't know who, who this fool, Andrew Tate, is talking about. Because he ain't talking about me. And I live in the West. 
So, <laughs> is he talking about you, Hollywood? Yeah. So that you're you're that guy. Yeah, I see, was. Maybe that's why. Because see, I believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I was that guy. I believe in the Abraham God of Isaac and Jacob. Our God, the God, is a tolerable God. Okay. Okay. Why, why are you going with this? Well, because when people talk about the West, they usually put it hand in hand with Christianity. And so they start uh, associating with the weakness of the West with the weakness that the church is also weak, weak, the believers in Christ. Yeah, I, I don't know. It To me, it doesn't seem like you're getting what he's talking about. And it's the same thing I was talking about a couple weeks ago with you where as long as you're not worshiping Baal, the God Baal, <laughs> I, hey, I would. You don't read your Bible, do you? You really don't read your Bible, do you? Do you? Keep the insults coming, buddy. No, 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 buddy. Come do you on. read your Bible? Come on, buddy. Do you read your Bible? I'm asking you a question. Do you read your Bible? Yes. I okay. Do. You've heard the stuff that comes out of this man, Andrew Tate's mouth? In our scriptures in the Bible, they're blasphemous, the stuff that he's saying. What's he saying? Blasphemous. Name the God. Our God has a name. Do you know his name? Okay. Name the God. What God are we talking about? What does that have to do? Because if you were going up in that mountain, as he said, if there was a, an island of atheists and a mountain that believed in a, and an island that believed in God, if that island was full of Muslims and I'm a Christian washing up on that island, the same thing the atheist people would do to me, the same thing those Muslim people would do to me. Mm, okay, so unless, this, is, this is what it's all unless about. I give him, gotcha. Unless I give the Muslims 500 bucks and then I can praise my God. So should we f- fight? With each other till the end of time? Is that your plan? You don't read your Bible, do you? Okay, so more insults. <laughs> okay. No, I'm asking you a question. Answer my question. I said yes. Okay, then do you do you understand what I'm saying to you? I'm not going to align myself with this dude just because of what he's talking about. A guy that used to pimp out women and try to get OnlyFans pages, try to get women to go onto pornography pages. You guys don't remember this guy, how he used to talk about it when he was doing his Hustler University? You want to bring the articles about what he used to talk about just before he got into prison? What's your point? I'm confused. So so if you're a bad person, you should condemn them forever. That's your that's your plan. You go, Hollywood, you listen to who you want to listen to. No. If you find value no. in what he's saying to you, then look for it. That's great. I don't find any value in what he has to say. Well, it's because you're not listening. To him, so it's like, and you got a hang up about the Muslim faith. Obviously, it's what, like what, and you don't. Like, Whoa, huh? and you don't. What? Am I a racist? Am I a big? You gotta, boy? you gotta hang up about the Jewish faith too. I like, have a. Anytime I talk about Jewish stuff, you'll do very similar. Like you get I'm really, ask you the question really again, fired Hollywood. up. Have you not read your Bible? I, I never read the Bible. Well, then that's why you sound as ignorant as you're saying. Is what you're saying right now? Okay. Because again, you're the one sounding ignorant, buddy. Not I me. I guess so, buddy. <laughs> what, what, exactly, what exactly that he's saying right now that's so groundbreaking? That God is the most important thing. Really? Yeah. Have you not said that? What? Do you need him to say it for you to believe it? No, but. So what is are, he saying you, that's so groundbreaking? Are you the most Googled person on earth saying God is the most important thing? So because he's the most Googled person on earth, that makes him liable or 
valid so I can listen just because he's the most Googled person on earth. I should listen to everything that spews out of his mouth because according – because is that what I'm supposed to do? No, but – Oh, it, okay. I don't understand this. So I cannot dislike this guy well, and you're I, upset with me because I don't like this guy and my reasons? But I have to uh, okay with your reasons you, on why you, you like You don't this like guy? him because he's Muslim. No. Yeah, dude. You brought him to the show, man. <laughs> and he was Christian then. No, he wasn't a Christian. He was an atheist. Mm, no, he was Christian. Nas- no, what is it called? No. Nas- he- Nostostric? No. Because his brother came they- out. Ta- his brother came out and said <laughs> that he's a Christian and his brother is they- not. They, they asked him raised. point blank. And we played it on the show. He goes, I would consider myself a Christian. So, I mean, but obviously he didn't think it was that important. So he's now a Muslim. Oh, so right. You're right. You're right. The reason I dislike that guy is because he's a Muslim. Yep. That's right. Well, I don't that's know. right. That's right, dude. That's right. I mean, that's right. They deny Christ, so that means that they're an antichrist. Since they're an antichrist, yeah, yeah, they're my enemies. So the there are antichrists. Do they believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? He I, doesn't. I can't remember him. the exact quote, but you know it's it's pertinent, and it doesn't mean that you believe or say oh yeah he's that i believe that that's 100 percent right but is there a part is there salvation apart from jesus christ hollywood no the sign of intelligence <laughs> is the ability to hear someone's message no but not like let it change your mind Any man you know? that so comes you, you can hear other it. message other you can than listen that was spoken to us we should not listen to them. And if you allow them to come into your house, then you participate in what they're teaching. Okay. So there you go. You find that so in the second what, book of John. So what is he teaching? What is he teaching? Mm-hmm. What God is he referring to? <laughs> what does that matter, dude? That's the whole like, point, Hollywood. The? That's the whole point. Okay, so like I said last so week. So you're going to listen to why, why there is <laughs> plenty of Christian pastors saying the same thing he's saying. Why didn't you bring him up? Why did you bring them up? There's a bunch of Christian pastors in the last week saying the same thing he's saying. Why didn't you bring them up, Hollywood? Why did you bring Andrew Tate? Because he's the most Google guy on earth? Because a poor pastor down from down the street who doesn't that Google him is saying the same message or better? There's, there is no... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't, hold on. don't, don't even gaslight me like that. Dude, you didn't bring him? You there, didn't bring is, him to the show? there is zero pastors talking about the Matrix. Trust me, dude. Dude, I'd put them on the show oh if they were talking goodness, about the dude. Matrix. Yeah, well, well you bring them. Stop playing Jesse Bring them. Stop playing uh, Geo Jennings, Pastor Geo Jennings. You start bringing other people on. This. Bring it, dude. Like if if you can bring this type of information, where they're pushing for masculinity, purpose, discipline, <laughs> all that stuff. Yeah. Well, you take your message from whoever you think is right, and if you think everyone's coming to you with the same message, great. Mm. Great. Well, again, I, I, there's nothing, there's nothing of value that comes out of this man's mouth that I can say, wow. The only reason I said I brought him back, I brought him a year and a half ago, is that what he was saying at the time, nobody was saying it online because they were being taken off the air if any masculinity was even spoken mm-hmm. about. So this guy for some reason, for a couple of minutes, had that window open where he was out talking about all this. 
And it took them a while until they took them down. Now, do you know what they got him on? What I don't like about what's (laughs) happening to him is the bullying. I don't like that people. Now, I may have a a a faith issue with him, but the right for him to speak to say what he wants to say for you to play him on the show. That's your guys's prerogative. That's your business. That he get to jail, I don't know what the charges are. I'm not in Romania. I don't know what's going on over there. I don't know what's going on with him. Well, okay? I mean, he I don't know. He explains it all, uh, obviously. I've heard him on so many different shows already. We've listened to him on the um, Valuetainment show, right? Yeah. What, 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 what? I don't understand. I don't understand either, dude. You got Muslim derangement syndrome or something. I guess so, Hollywood. I guess so, dude. Interesting. Uh, something to look into. A lot of countries like that. Philippines, also true. Why do you think um, support for the war in Ukraine, support for Ukraine's side in the war against Russia, support for a war against Russia in the West, is kind of the the bottom line issue for the people who run the U.S. government and for the American media? Why? I mean, I guess you could argue about it, but there isn't an argument about it in the United States. There's a position, and anyone who doesn't hold it is attacked and punished. Why? Why is that so important? Well, the first thing I think we should all do is I think we should all give Putin credit for curing COVID, right? <laughs> because when his invasion happened, COVID went away. Sure did. So I thought about that. Think about it. It's almost to the day. Instantly. So we have to give him some credit, at least, for doing that. He may be the bad guy of the world, but at least he cured COVID for everybody. Nearly instantly. Fair. Thank you, per- thank you President Putin. Um, yeah. I, up until this point, never really commented too heavily on politics. Yes. But I understand very well, I like to believe what's happening with Ukraine and Russia. And what I will say to the people who are watching this at home is that if you are naive enough to believe that there are good guys and bad guys in wars, and it's as simple as good and bad, and that the bad guys are crazy, and the good guys want freedom, then you need to do a little bit more investigation into what's really happening. And when you look at the vested interest of any country or any person. Can I, can I just ask you to pause and just comment? That's the truest thing, what you just said. That is the, and anyone who doesn't understand that should shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I mean it. Having seen war, anyone who's telling you that it's Churchill versus Hitler yep. is an idiot. Complete. Well, I'll, I'll give you an example. When my father was still alive, oh. when my father, Sorry, excuse me. Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> when my father was still alive, it's, we pretty much learned this during, uh, the babies and incubator time and all that stuff too. It's kind of weird how the Ukraine, whatever propaganda they were pushing with the Ukraine thing, you can feel that they let off. I don't know. I don't know if they got all the money they, they think they can get now or believe that the Ukraine and COVID and all this, is still to disguise as you're saying, all the crap that's been in Ukraine. Mm. You read an article last show about the Russian soldiers Finding all these little uh, bases, these baby farms. Yeah, I did Ukraine. hear about that underground stuff. Okay. Yeah, so they're like tunnels and shit. Reports. Now, I it does bother me a little bit when someone doesn't live in this country and then they comment about this country. That does, dude. Bother this me. this country is but, a degenerate mess, though, buddy. Come on. I, well, maybe like you have to acknowledge a household, little bit. My household <laughs> to this day serves the Lord. 
But that's what we do. <laughs> yeah. So if your house is a degenerate, that's your problem. Yeah. But dude, we cover degeneracy every week, so you so, you gotta like at least acknowledge that. Of course, okay. it is. But again, what this guy is talking about, very true, right? We talked about this on the show. No, we I talked l- about Ukraine. We talked about the soldiers that were being caught in Ukraine, the Russian soldiers, and they were taking them back to Ukraine, back to Russia. Who is the? Anyways, I I don't know what to say about this dude. I don't know what I don't. I understand. I just felt like we just wasted ten minutes of the show or whatever time we we spoke. I don't understand why. Well, I don't understand this at all. Okay. I don't understand this at all. I understand this whole shit. Like I need to hear about him. Give me his comment about Russia. Well, Tucker asked him about uh, again. It, like so. I care about listening to Andrew Tate's comments about Russia. The guy's a boxer. Go fight. Aren't you an OnlyFans guy? Aren't you a business guy? Why are you talking about Ukraine? Tucker asked him. Yeah. I just said why said you come, that? Why don't you just shut your mouth and go back to fighting? Go play chess. <sighs> Boy, buddy. You are interesting tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely derail the show type of can, stuff. Can I, can I have you showed a video here of what the Muslims have been attacking the Christians at right now? Do you know right now in the mountains of India, there's Christians running away from Muslims right now? Do you know that right now in the mountains of, of, of uh, Afghanistan, what they've been slaughtering, how many Christians? Do you know how many Christians at this moment, the Muslim faith, the Muslim countries have been doing to our people? Mm-hmm. Have you heard that? Have you well, read about that? You, the so first, how godly can okay, a person okay, a you just be said, like that you just, who is slaughtering other people who supposedly they also believe in God? You just stated your thing. There you go. You just stated it. There so can go. I respond? Yeah. Okay. So the first thing you said was that, you know, he's saying our country's shit, but it's the government that's actually shit. And what makes you think that in any other country that's not the same? Because I've seen the testimony of brothers being persecuted mm-hmm. how's by that, the Muslim churches. How's that happen, though, man? Burned in how's India? that sanctioned? How is that allowed? Because this you is go what to I'm Afghanistan, <laughs> and the whole country says that that's what they follow. The government. Right? Hey, Hollywood. So, I, 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 so I'm done with this, Hollywood. I'm just con- I'm done. Let's get out I'm of this conversation. To, I don't want to be in this conversation. I know because I'm getting I'm nailing no. you. I'm pushing you down You're right not now. Pushing me down. Well, you, I can't believe how dumb this sounds right now. Okay, this is what people do this when they're dumb. losing a conversation. This is dumb. <laughs> this is dumb, Hollywood. I don't want to get in with this with you because you're accusing me. First of all, no, of you being did. an Islamophobe. What? The? You're accusing okay. me of being hating this guy because of his faith. You're accusing me of all mm-hmm. this, but I'm bringing you this fact. I'm sorry. This guy backs up a faith that's attacking my brothers and sisters at this moment. Gotcha. Did you know that? But it doesn't seem to phase you because it doesn't, you don't seem to understand what that is. And it's, it doesn't seem to phase you. You're based on, see, that's the whole problem. Could you really believe that this battle between flesh and blood is between spirits? And it's a spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. And when you see these guys so nonsense does, talking this. Does he say Islam at any point in this interview? Because I actually watched the whole thing. Does he say Islam or Muslim or Allah once in the interview? Not once. So, and there's something that I, I don't. Okay. I, I don't. Is, is he? Is he? I don't know if. I got to ask you something because it's. I talked about it last week and I, I could tell that it's going to be something that's going to be hard to, to broach with. Hey, Hollywood, this stuff, how can but, you examine yourself when you talk about hat people? 
When you talk talking smack about Jewish people, tiny hat people, yeah, you talk as <laughs> bad about them, then you then that, that way I'm speaking about this guy, and it doesn't seem that you to bite your tongue when you speak bad about Jewish people. Has it? You've been pretty I've, ugly about criticizing the Jewish. Oh, every oh, yeah? freaking day, haven't you? Okay, but I don't hear you <laughs> biting your tongue about. That. Listen to this but calm guy over here. Then you want to bite my here. tongue about talking about this guy, but you don't want to bite your tongue when you speak ill about Jewish people. Yeah. So it's amazing to me how you want me to bite my tongue when I speak about this guy and his faith. That's what's amazing to me. That you don't want to talk about how ill I think it is, and most Christians would believe you fucking ill. Okay, so it's all genuine, the Jewish people, bad people? Genuine talk here on GCP, everybody. <laughs> okay, amazing. Hmm. I don't even know where to go with this. <sighs> Played that one already. Good Times Culture Podcast. Making things uncomfortable. Actually, people all across the world are hunger, are thirsty for freedom. They want their own officials to be accountable and to respond in front of the public. So the alternative that was presented to us with this pandemic, this was the best opportunity for some elites that are not elected by anybody, who are not accountable to anybody, to pretty much hijack day by day, month by month, year by year, more and more of our rights, more and more of our assets, because we see that happening right now in many countries. You saw what happened in Canada, for example, when the truckers protested against Trudeau. He ordered that their bank accounts be blocked. And that happened. And at that point, we did not even have, the, or they did not even have and in, all in the Canada. Pastors got the digital. None of the other pastors got arrested. When on your phone you will have the digital wallet, the digital currency, the digital certificate. So we saw what happened. And now just imagining your worst case scenario, what will happen if we allow the WHO to have so much power over our states, over our governments, our elected officials, and even our, over our judiciary. Because over the years, over the centuries, I would say, when the modern state was developed, we had the so-called separation of power in the state. You had what well, we have, the executive power, legislative power, and the judicial power. And the reason why the power was split among three different powers in the in the state was that the individual rights of every person be protected, be safeguarded. So in case the executive power or the legislative power is abusing your rights, you can go in front of the judicial power or the constitutional court to challenge a law or to challenge an administrative decision. Now imagine what would happen if all of this decisional power would be passed over to WHO. Can they stay in court? Can the head of WHO justify his decision, for example, to proclaim a pandemic? across the world in front of a judge, because they can't right now. So the biggest threat 
that we are facing right now is a threat to our national sovereignty, to the supremacy of our constitutions, and implicitly, unfortunately, to our fundamental rights. That that was an EU parliament uh, member there. I wish I would have his open name. Open borders, y'all. Open borders. You've seen how good all France, Switzerland, mm-hmm. England. Open borders, man. You know what flag been flying there, too? Amazing. Open borders. Mm-hmm. But we're not allowed to go live in their countries because we'll get killed over there. But open borders. Let them come over here. Amazing. Yeah, this was just today, as a matter of fact. It's pretty crazy. I don't know if the video is going to be very good uh, for the audio listeners, but we can describe. This is decoy voice on the... Uh, At the YouTube. beach in Spain, a boat of African migrants land ashore. So... On shore is a bunch of chicks in bikinis. This is like, a nudist beach. In all hanging out. <laughs> and there's a boatload of probably these ladies? Let me see. at least a hundred. Uh, They're naked. You know, all these black dudes, uh, black dudes, Muslim. Which really makes you wonder, why does it seem these boats are always carrying military-age males equipped with smartphones? Because it's not only Spanish beaches, but Italian islands. Showing more boats. No, no, no. And, and what do they want? They Where want again, these little sweet the boats are white occupied girls, by exclusively military-age males with smartphones and name-brand clothing. Why isn't there any military... People, they're stopping these people. Mm-hmm. These exact same beach landings are occurring all throughout Europe, where the mainstream dinosaur media seems to be outright ignoring it. Now, granted, it is a European issue as they are in such close proximity to Africa, but it does look awfully familiar to what we covered on this channel as just two months ago, the U.S. border in Texas saw our version Bring of the European Muslims beaches. In, man. Or even That's our migrant camps look eerily similar to what France's migrant camps great to our societies. They're coming in through our southern border like crazy. Mm-hmm, man. And they're looking at all these little pretty little white girls with blue eyes and everything. They're like, we're going to rape you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a really good uh, report by Decoy Voice. This gets into... And what's interesting, for the past couple of weeks, to get any information out of France right now has been so difficult. I'm sorry. Uh <sighs> All right. Well, we can talk about the sound of freedom. Out of moral panics, they're created out of bogus statistics. Came out, broke. Uh, you know, basically, they got forty million dollars on their. I think the first couple weekends, it was outperforming all the mainstream movies, and of course, CNN flips out. Uh, this is a weird little. It's a weird little subject that we probably should discuss on how the mainstream media is defending, like essentially defending pedophiles by ridiculing this movie. It's It's very bizarre. It's not even a priority anymore for our FBI. They took it off their list of priorities. The the pedo stuff? Yeah. Out of the White House paper. That's awful. Yep. So this is CNN, uh, and I think... Who is this? Oh, he's a Rothschild. Mike Rothschild, author of The World's Worst Conspiracy Theories. <laughs> I got to get that book. 
They're created out of fear. And with something like Sound of Freedom, it specifically is looking at QAnon concepts of these child trafficking rings that are run by the high-level elites. For some reason, the entire media is smearing this movie as a dangerous conspiracy theory. The press is saying that the star, Jim Caviezel, is a QAnon guy. (laughs) And Jim plays Tim Ballard, which is strange because just a few years ago, the same media was celebrating Tim Ballard's heroics. Watch. Tim Ballard has one mission. This is 2014. Child traffickers. Four months ago, Colombian authorities asked him to investigate CBS a tip Evening News. that children were being sold there as sex slaves. Within a half hour, this individual walks up to me, starts asking me what I'm here for, what I want, and within m- minutes, he says, well, I've got, I've got kids as young as 11 years old. So why is the media... Wow. So here is Tim Ballard talking about situation these kids are my friends they're young adults now the ones that were rescued they're going to come out soon and tell their story it's going to be very awkward when the mainstream media comes after these kids next and accuses them of being part of some conspiracy when in fact they were rescued from a life of rape it's 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 the most bizarre thing i've ever seen in the media perhaps i mean this publication says the sound of freedom is a superhero movie for dads with brain worms and that it fetishizes the torture of its child victims is that what the movie does it absolutely does not do that. It tells a story based in truth. And, you know, I, what I think is happening, Jesse, I think that the left and the, these, these media outlets, they don't want to have a discussion that this film is going to compel. A discussion about why 85,000 children showed up unaccompanied at the border and got released into the interior of a country that is uh, the highest consuming country for child exploitation material on the planet. They don't want to talk about why these same publications are pushing an agenda to change the word pedophile to minor attracted persons in order to normalize sexual activity with children. I think that's what they're trying to avoid. And they know this film's going to shine a light on all of the things, all the atrocities happening in children. And so they have to discredit it by lying about it. So what would their... This is really weird, dude, because it reminds me of the Pizzagate times where... You know, there were some shady emails going back and forth that were released on WikiLeaks that uh, had all the hallmarks of uh, pedo activity. And the media did this exact same thing with that whole thing where they just started smearing and making it sound like stupid conspiracy theories and very bizarre. Why, why, Why do you think that it's finally coming to the surface now? Because as a young lad... I, I heard this stuff in Mexico about kids being kidnapped. And back then it used to be about organ farming, you know, like to take organs out of the little kids. Mm-hmm. And it was a way your parents would also tell you to stay home, you know, not to be out at night <laughs> because this was happening in rural areas and, and things like this. And as I've always said, my dad also used to tell me about the stories of the sixties and the fifties or the sixties and the seventies in Texas about the kidnappings and all that and the, the sex trafficking and things like that. Why do you think it's mm. now bubbled to the surface? Are we now more willing to listen to it? Or I, is it just being allowed so it's distracting us from everything else out there? I think it's just the internet. Probably the internet. Uh, you know, uh, I posted a meme uh, it's, uh, there were no, uh, fact checkers until people started telling the truth. 
Ah. And then the fact checkers came ah. up, you know, out of nowhere. There were no fact checkers five years ago. Yeah. They just popped up yeah. like four years ago. Well, now but you have. That's what you, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, anyways, because it's funny that you're saying that because I was watching a, a thing about how MSNBC won't play Trump because of accusing that everything he says will be a lie. Imagine a news organization will not interview, will not play a recording from an ex-president. Oh, um, yeah. I Can I? You have another thing you want to play on this? I have a, a just a small clip. I know. Do you have the anything else you want to play on this clip? Uh, nope. Okay. Um, I'm gonna want to shine a little light into the Epson Island, and I'm. I think we played this, and stop me if we played it. But I'm curious if this is why people don't want to talk about this, about the child trafficking. I've heard stories that like CNN up and down their whole brass that they've had a lot of pedophiles being arrested. Mm-hmm. And so executive. Yeah. So let me just play this one. Okay. Players a priority for us right now. Can we even touch them? No, it's like everything. Um, you know, we, we, it hides in plain sight. Epstein was hiding in plain sight. We all knew about him. We all knew what he was doing, McCain's but we had no one that would go after him. They were afraid of him for whatever reason they were afraid of him. This is Cindy McCain the wife of John McCain, admitting at a conference that everyone knew what Epstein was up to, and this is the wife of a former Whitney Webb. presidential candidate. You know, that's hugely significant to say that it was just known and that powerful circles did nothing about it. And so that directly undercuts this whole narrative that, you know, oh, it was just Epstein and he conned everyone, but this didn't get really any mainstream coverage um, at all. People need to understand the fact that government, the financial world, specifically the banking world have enabled Jeffrey Epstein's crimes. And what is Epstein accused of? Of child trafficking. Mm -hmm. So he's dead now. So what they're saying, well, I don't know. There's that. Have you seen the the latest video that they have some video of of pictures of him in Somalia? I wouldn't. Somalia, uh, Libya. I wouldn't doubt that at Uh, all. But do you think that that's what it is that the very if we use the word powerful people of this country, are the ones blocking it? They're the ones who are allowing this? Because, again, we um, the reason this is interesting to me is that when you see the news articles from other newspapers, like the COVID, they're all running the same stories. Think about our discussion with the FBI and how corrupt I think they are. Why would you want to prosecute, say, let's just take an example of a senator. Why would you want to prosecute a senator that you know went to the pedo island, the Epstein pedo island, and had ish things going on there? Why would you prosecute that guy when you could just use that information to get him to do whatever you want? Mm. Until they're not... They're, until. Well, that's what they're saying, that mm-hmm. this Zelensky guy from Ukraine is pretty much getting to the end of his usefulness. Mm. Yeah, that's that's what I think. Uh, that is why the Epstein list will never be released. That's why, uh, you know, that's why people are dying in prisons, secure prisons that are involved with this case. There's been multiple of them, by the way. The, the, the second, the, the most, besides... Maxwell and Epstein, the other guy was Brunel or Brunelli. And he was uh, basically a recruiter in Europe where he would 
get the chicks. He's like a model recruiter or whatever. That dude died in prison. Yeah. Like that's well, something happened. Like, I don't know if he, what, what's interesting <clears throat> to me, probably like you said, he's probably in Libya with Epstein at this point. I'm sure. In my lifetime, there's been numerous prostitution rings broken up and the black book is never released. Mm-hmm. The names are never released. We had Heidi Fleiss back in the nineties here in California. She was a, a madam to the Hollywood stars mm-hmm. and a few names came out, but the real names never came out of her book. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they were pretty strong and powerful people from that city. Yeah, she catered to all, but to me that just, it's just logical. You know, that the, the, uh, the, the same people that could do something about it are not because it benefits them. There's some sort of benefit, but it, you know, it, cause, and it goes like the FBI, the Christopher Ray guy, it's the same thing. You know, he's got dirt on the Biden. So why would you want to take him down when you could strong arm, do whatever you want? But this just now proved that CNN is not a news network anymore mm-hmm. because how is it child trafficking? Isn't newsworthy. How do a news director say, you know what? That's not something we're going to report about. You know, I'm, I'm just, I, I, I'm not expecting you to give me an answer. Mm-hmm. But it's, I'm kind of trying to go through the mind of a news editor. Like, yeah, this 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 Biden, um, uh, the submarine drowning is more important than talking about trafficking. Yeah, I mean, to me, it, I've we've discussed it before with uh, Adrena Chrome. Um, you think that's real, bro? It is real. It's not a think or a conspiracy theory. It's a real compound, real chemical compound that is secreted from a human. But, are, are we, are but we, you know, as far as the benefits or whatever, you know, my conspiracy mind has heard that the, that they're doing it, the reason they're doing it, you know, uh, that I, I don't, I don't know if they, I don't think they've ever said that it makes you youthful or whatever, if you're taking this stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, when, when, you, you always have to put into context. Do you read your Bible, bro? You always have to put into context the ball stuff in the Bible where, you know, it was full on child sacrifice was accepted and almost expected. Okay, <laughs> you know that in the Bible, it's there's, there's Baal just one of the gods. You know, there's a lot of different names for different of different gods mm-hmm. because every nation had a different God. Mm-hmm. And Baal was the one of the, what were they called? I always forget their names, but that was their God mm-hmm. and their God. Canaanites. No, it wasn't the Canaanites. Oh. It was the, what's that group that? Philistines. The Philistines. It was them. And the Philistines also worshipped a rock. You know hmm. who else worships a rock? The Muslims. Hmm. So there's a long heritage from mm-hmm. about where they came well, from. Well, I think the, the Philist, Philistines, their direct descendants are the Palestinians well, right there. It's If I'm not mistaken, that well, was. It's further, cause I was just reading about mm-hmm. it. It's something else. But anyways, they're part of their, that's their God. Mm-hmm. And Moab had a God. Uh, the other countries had their, every country had their own. Tyra had their own God. Mm-hmm. Nehemiah had their own God. Every country had a God. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's just the one of the gods that they used. But going back to what you were saying, <laughs> we've lost our point to this. No, I, I didn't. Child sacrifice was child done sacrifice. by ball. 
but, by those worshipers. But according according to, God, I don't think they were child sacrificing in other gods, unless yes, there was. Unless it's not, you, uh, it's, yeah, you know, God, it's not in other, the Bible. Maybe it's in a different history. But as far the, as child the, sacrifice it, goes, it, it, well, in the Hindu faith, uh, no, I'm the just man dies, saying like in the Bible type. In thing. the when the child, the man dies, his wife gets burned up with the body alive. You know, Ooh. so. Yeah, that's another one. So um, it's still practiced to this day, and I agree with what you're saying. But those aren't feminists. But ultimately, <laughs> they're antichrist, and they're going against God's word, and that's why they're doing it. That's what it comes down to, buddy. Uh, but this is—I still—I understand what you're saying about this, but it is mind-boggling to me that a news network will fight against this. Our government will take that off their list. It not only doesn't make it suspicious about what our government is doing. It's it makes us go. This is what our government is doing. It's not even suspicious anymore. Why would the White House take child trafficking out of one of the main concerns of us? How? how well, the I think the allegation on that one is in the last two years since Biden's been president, there's been eighty six thousand children let into the U.S. without guardians from the Mexico border. 86,000 kids in two years. So, like, how are you... I mean, well, try to track me, down one of those kids. How, Think about how hard how it would, would be. <laughs> what, what get me... What, what's reminding like me of they're this... they're disappeared. See, 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 what reminds me about all this, and I and I think about it, is that I, rem, I remember telling you how I used to piss... How it would break my heart, and it would make my blood boil to think that under the Obama administration, do you know how many brown little kids, little boys, especially little boys, were separated from their families... Their mom and dad was sent back to Mexico, and the the Obama administration, who built the cages, mm-hmm. kept my brown people in those cages. And what was sad is that when you would see those faces, they were my face. It was my face there. Mm. And they're still could doing have been your son, them. like they're Obama. Still, they're still doing it to them. They're still mm. bringing, and it's the brown little kids that they're bringing. And no one cares about us. Mm. No one cares about us. And this has been done since the Obama administration. Who knows how long before that? Just Obama decided to use taxpayer money to build cages for them. Mm-hmm. Let's see what uh, we were... My brown people get no love on the Good Time Culture podcast either. Oh, yeah. We play the Beaner song all the time. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. We're still in the field picking cotton. No one comes and helps us. Cotton. Picking strawberries, dude. No emancipation proclamation comes for the Mexican people. Duh. Winning. Uh All right, so I got a I got a bunch of weird news or a bunch of good news. What do you want to go with here? Uh, you want to have fun or do you want to have they're they're both pretty fun. Good news and weird news stuff. I, right. I do have bad news. If you want to get into bad news, <laughs> you already did that. You played Andrew Tate already. I already had enough of that. Uh, okay, we'll go with weird news. Weird news. This is Gateway Pundit. This fiscal year, Illinois will spend thirty million dollars on peacekeepers. What is that? Uh, non-police. Um. I don't know what you want to call them. Uh, 
people that intervene that are non-police, basically. So if someone gets a call that they're being... Uh, Have you seen them in work that, in L.A., in Hollywood? <laughs> no, but this is crazy. Uh, you know what's going to happen there. $30 million, you guys. Yep. Whoa. Well, you know what that is called? Money laundering. It's a new government program. There's going to be a new director, someone in charge, the people who put it, implement. There you go. Got to pay for the staff somehow. So it reminds me, speaking of Illinois here in Chicago, uh, I watched Tim Cast uh, with, um, I don't know her last name, but she's the the chick from Ridiculousness. And uh, they were talking about uh, an article where Chicago is... I think they actually passed the law. They're going to make landlords rent to illegals, to people that are undocumented. And uh, she brought up, you know, she's from Chicago, so she brought up how, you know, more than likely this is not going to affect the north side or Chicago. It's going to be the the south, you know, the, the poor side, the poorer side. The, yes. the, and um, it just made me think about something where I went, wow, that's, you know, because you hear about these buses being shipped to New York full of illegal immigrants. They're going everywhere, all these weird places in the country. You know, what if, uh, so my idea was, what if by doing this mass importation, because uh, it's, it's been pretty extreme, uh, you know, we're, I think we're over a million now that and have came in in two years. Western country. Mm-hmm. All these people that hate the Western people are mm-hmm. all coming over here. So what if this, by sending these um, illegal immigrants to cities, they were going to, and making cities house them, making the landlords house them in that city, that is going to move out or essentially eventually move out some of the poorer people that are in Chicago already because I'm assuming rent's going to go up and all that. And so what this does is it relocates. So it fixes two things. It relocates the poorer people in Chicago to other areas in the country. And it also probably, you know, I'm going to make an assumption here. It's going to piss someone off, I'm sure. But it's also going to probably lower crime rates because you're Chicago has a, you know, insane crime rate issue right now. And one way you could deal with that is by bringing in a bunch of uh, people that are just here, you know, just get here to the U S so they're a lot more likely to obey the law. Stop stop real quick. Stop uh real quick. uh I, I, I I understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And I'm always, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I remember a lot of things I read. And one of the things I've always have read is about what happens when different Im- different groups immigrate to the United States. And I always remember that in Boston, for example, Massachusetts, you had a lot of Irish. Well, when the Irish were first brought here, they talk about the Irish gangs. You talk about the Italians. Mm-hmm. You talk about the Italian gangs. You talk about the Scottish gangs, the Irish gangs, the... Polish gangs, you do all this crime. I grew up watching all kinds of crime movies because you're a new group here. What I think is the people that have been here for a while, we don't want to do shit no more. We don't want to put up with the crappy conditions 
So you're bringing all these people, putting them in these swallers of places that for them, it's better than mm-hmm. where they came from. Mm-hmm. The same thing, the Scottish when they got here, the Irish when they got here, the Italians, it was better from wherever they came from. We look at them as slums, but who else is going to live there? Mm-hmm. And then we're going to have another story of Italian gang members. Instead of Italian, they're going to be, I don't know, Middle Easterns. We're going to have movies about the Irish gang. No, more. no, no, now we're going to have about the, this. Because it's going to be another group that's going to, that is going to be willing to put up with the crap for a while until the, their kids, until they have kids and they no longer want to be in that crap anymore. You know? It, it, it's like, they seem to want to, they need to have people to, to put up with this, the low wages, the low living standards, the low everything because... Don't you see it, bro? That's what the corporations it's want. It's like different waves. Look through the history books. Like different waves from different people. And then you see them having problems trying to acclimate or try to live in the United States. And you re- you see all these stories of, you know what I mean? A lot of movie directors have made hit movies for years about I- I- Italian mob gangs and all that stuff. And what It just seems like it's like a regurgitory story again. You know? Mm. And well, I, the, I lived in the slums for a long time. I'm I'm a I'm an immigrant. I'm a I'm a wetback. So I, I kind of came up through that air through those people, you know. Well, it's substantially different in my wow. opinion because it's illegal immigration versus legal. I wasn't. Le- my parents weren't legal when they got here. Well, you know, I I don't agree with that. So, well, can you guarantee me that the people that came from your people were legal? My grandma came over legally, yeah. Did she? Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah, I don't um I don't have But this is the class that they're create go ahead, finish yours. I don't have feelings towards people that break the law intentionally and pretty much could give a shit about this country. I, I got a problem with that. You know, so you know, maybe uh, they'll turn it around and, you know, get their citizenship and, you know, be patriotic towards America and all that stuff. But, you know, the only problem well, well, is, well, is the same the same people in Chicago, South Chicago. I don't know if they have that either. <laughs> so it's not like it's. Uh, but again, uh, I what I don't lose lose here. What I don't understand is this. I was raised by illegals. And. We were also taught to conduct ourselves in a certain way to not bring attention to us. Mm-hmm. Because you are illegal. And you are a guest in this country. Mm-hmm. Illegally or not, but you are. I was taught to obey the laws because we want to stay in this country. Because if they would catch you, they would deport you. Right now, they seem to be no fear of being deported. Well, no fear of being taken out of this country. You just come back. <laughs> but that's what I'm trying to tell you, yeah. Hollywood. So what exactly is allowing these people to conduct themselves this way is our own government, our own laws that are not being implemented on them. Like like I said, I was raised by them. I did remember the immigration coming after my parents. My dad was taken and picked up and taken. I remember all that. That's why I don't open the door when my door gets knocked by people. Because you don't know who comes to your door. But what I don't understand is, again, 
is the lawlessness. How how just because they're illegal doesn't mean that that you become lawless. Well, your your literal first step into the country is committing a crime. <laughs> you know, like and I'm sorry, guys, like I'm just not like uh it's like getting mad at the sun. Two years I mean, ago when I got pulled I'm over sorry, by the police dude, department like, what when is I got happening pulled here? over by the police department two years ago, I was told, How is it that you can live in this city for so long and not have police record? <laughs> nice. Right? So no, it's not true that every illegal is gonna come here and do what you just said. What did I say? Because I was. What did I say? What you said. I can't believe I can't see how someone coming here breaking the law is gonna follow the law. No, yeah. Well, guess what? Here's one beaner that did do that. <clears throat> I was here illegally, and I followed the laws. Mm. That's why I can get a carry concealed weapon. Mm. I think it's different than it used to be, though. Uh, because today, it's not, uh, it's not just Mexicans or, you know, trying to become citizens. I think it's literal invisible people from around the world wanting to come into the U S and remain invisible. Like it, it seems like that's the, the idea. Then I, I, I mean, I, I, I don't, it, I don't know. It just seems that way. You see these Eastern European dudes by the truckloads coming up, coming up from our border. And you're kind of, how is a dude from, you know, Estonia, how is five dudes from Estonia on our Mexican border? Like, what is going on see, here? That's what, because see, so there's something definitely a little bigger. Again, my dad was very about me becoming an American. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't he didn't mind me speaking Spanish. Obviously, it's a thing. But he would tell me, I if I wanted you to speak Spanish, I would stay in Mexico. I brought you here for you to achieve in this country. Mm-hmm. And I was fed by my dad all this Americana. To love this country. He actually wanted me to go to serve this country. Mm. Okay? That's what my dad in, instilled in me. Why? So what is it right now that that same values aren't being instilled in the new people arriving in this country? Mm. What exactly is happening that this is that's no longer about? I mean, my dad talked about John Wayne, talked about... USA mm-hmm. talked about he wanted to be an American. That's what my dad instilled in me. Hmm. Yeah, I think you're you're probably hitting on you're answering your own question there. I don't think you know, I don't think a lot of people coming up from the south wanna they care they don't really that's not an issue. You know, they're they're just out for themselves, which I get. But, but, it, but, it, but the problem the country, is, is you're passing up people that have been waiting for years to get into the country. But if the know, country so is, but if the country this is, is my issue is catering to you, then there's no reason for you to assimilate to it. Mm-hmm. You can go to pockets of it, and yeah, you can go to you can true. go into Michigan, and there's places that look just like Afghanistan. You're like, okay, hey, I'm at home. I don't need to be this. I just don't. I don't understand the thinking. Maybe my dad was wrong. Maybe I was wrong being raised like this. Maybe I should have a hate for this country. But man, I, I thought this country has opened up so many opportunities for my father and myself. Why wouldn't you love this country? Mm-hmm. Well, there, uh, yeah. 
And, and, and may I say this? As Christians, when you're in a foreign land, you read the good book, it tells you to pray for your country, to pray for your governors, to pray for them. It tells you. Uh, next weird news. Uh, I don't know how this video is going to go. But That's interesting. What's this about? Uh, video is not going to be very good. Chevy? Okay, so <laughs> terrible uh, video. Sorry, guys. Uh, meet Iron Man. This is a combine, uh, looks like a combine tractor. It's an AI-based laser pesticide and herbicide machine. No chemicals. And it's a, it shows this, you know, uh, it's basically shooting, it's searching for bugs and laser, lasering bugs <laughs> in the field. And it's all automated. Uh, wow. Uh, the machine yeah. in the video is a laser weeder sold by Carbon Robotics. Uh, so you guys better be appreciative of that sorry-ass job you're at right now. Okay? You better be appreciative of it because they're bringing people up to take up your sorry-ass job. So you better just be appreciative of what you got because, man, they ain't going to be working in the fields. I'm torn on this one too because I like the idea of no pesticides or less pesticides. That's a good thing. But... I just visualized this thing bigger and being able to basically zap people, <laughs> you know? I like, I like to quote like Thomas Sowell on this, dude. I like, because Thomas Sowell says, for everything that we're gaining, we're going to lose something for it. We're going to gain either a problem for it or, you know, like when they're trying to sell all this artificial meat, lab-grown meat, and they're showing that they actually cause cancer. <laughs> oh, that was gross. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I don't know. Oh, no agenda covered that one. That was wild. Uh, that was a wild caller they had. I think we talked about it last week, huh? They had a caller? Or it was an emailer. Emailed them oh. in talking about the technology that they use. It was. It's actually derived, and they gave the name of the patient, I think in the 40s. Yes. They had a, yes. it was either a mammogram or like breast it had like a cancer, cancer. culture of cancer. And yeah. they, they took the cancer out, and they've kept that same cancer cell. And alive. the reason they kept the cancer cell alive is because anytime they use it in an experiment, it explodes in growth, like exponential, you know, like a cancer does. And so they're using that gene of that cancer cell to grow your lab-grown meat in a fermenter. So it's basically cancer-based and what did the Meat. FDA voted this week? <laughs> to let it be sold with no labels. Oh. No labels, no nothing. But what I want to see is the first grocery store that people find out that this is what they're selling. And right now we're in such a boycott craziness. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen to that company? Because right now, beyond meat, beyond burgers, Ugh. no one's buying it. Nope. It's a, it, it's got found out that even the CEO was a crazy maniac. Anyways, interesting. Uh, What's the next one? What were you just talking about? Oh, yeah, you are just talking about boycott. I do have a boycott story. Ben and Jerry's uh, posted you think we're a... boycott crazy? Huh? You think we're getting too boycott crazy? No, I like it. Do you? Yeah. You don't think we might swing to the left a little bit? No. Nope. The only... 
the only thing, and they don't even really care about money because they get their stock buying, but that's the one thing that we can actually have a impactful, uh, noticeable uh, culture change is by voting with our wallet on stuff. And you have, you and I have always talked about that for years with the COVID stuff that, you know, we should be supporting the, the restaurants that were open, you know, that didn't close and all that and stuff. Don't so. forget, don't forget to keep on supporting those restaurants and keep on mm-hmm. boycotting those restaurants. So Screw Ben and Chick-fil-A. Ben and Jerry's put a tweet out on July 4th talking about how this is stolen land and that the natives own this land <laughs> and that we should give it back and blah, blah, blah. Woo. And, uh, you know, of course, Ben and Jerry's going to do that. They're, I haven't bought their ice cream for probably 10 years because they're so ridiculous. But uh, the best their part. Their turkey monkey sucks, eh? The best part to all this uh, <laughs> is that um, I wonder if I have, uh, do I have that guy? There he is, yes. <laughs> this is awesome. Check this out. In here. So first off. Just to get the facts straight, you can confirm that your tribe previously uh, had been in control of the land where Ben and Jerry's has its headquarters today. (laughs) Yes, Vermont is part of the Western Abenaki territories, and there are four state recognized tribes located in Vermont right now. So it is um, it is the home of all four of our, our our nations. Have they made any statements in the past? Have you had any communication with them that they acknowledge this and based on their public stance, think they should do something about it? So in a nutshell, this uh, tribal member said, well, how about you give your land back to us right now? (laughs) It was just, I thought it was the most classic. What's so funny is they use the same tactic like I've heard interviews with Jordan Peterson with They'll be leftists, and they'll bring up that people don't want to give their jobs up. And then Jordan Peterson will look, well, why don't you give up your job? Yeah. Oh, but I like my job. Well, yeah, yeah, but it, you want other people to, mm-hmm. quit their, to to make openings for indigenous people or people of color, then why don't you give up your job? Yeah, oh, or, no, 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 or no, no, no. house them in your house. Why don't you do that, Mr. Lefty? Sorry, we love lefties. We love everybody. It's all love over here, except for Muslims. I got some more good news. I don't like no antichrist. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Zero Hedge. This is crazy news here. Uh, speaking of the corrupted FBI once again. Convicted U.S. Olympics <laughs> gymnastics pedo stabbed in Florida prison. This is the Larry Nasser story. We, we've actually covered it uh, a couple times, talking in context to the FBI basically having all the information that they need to prosecute someone, but for years letting them continue to abuse these uh, ladies, these USA Gymnastics team's ladies, where he was doing, like, physicals and all this stuff, but he was, uh, you know, sexually assaulting them. It took four years. Yeah. Four years to get this guy. They they had, you know, it's ridiculous. And And there's a doctor at USC, look him up, did the same practice. And it's still not in prison. The interesting about this, I don't know if it goes into detail about his situation, is that this guy was actually incarcerated with other pedophiles, other sex offenders. Oh, wow. But <laughs> the guards are saying that due to budget cuts, no money, that they have to use the cooks, the janitors, the people that they have there. Just for security? For security. Oh, wow. And that's how probably how he got stabbed. And I'm like, 
<laughs> so now they're trying to say that there's no dinero and that that's why they have to use the prison staff to be wow guards. man i'm just reading this and this is crazy because i haven't heard anything about this Okay, so... OG uh, Butt Dog's oh, always on top of this stuff, dude. Over 100 women, including Olympic gold star medalist Simone Biles, sued the, fed- testimony? sued the federal government for more than $1 billion over the FBI's failure to stop Nasser when the agency became aware of the allegations against him in 2015. So where is that $1 billion lawsuit against the federal government? Because the Nasser thing is a, a separate, it's saying here is that's a separate issue that had nothing to do with her suing the federal government for their. Uh, that's interesting. I haven't heard anything about that. Check it out. The college who was accused of failing to use NASCAR agreed to pay a five hundred million dollars to some three hundred women and girls who were victimized. Oh. U.S. Olympics and the U.S. Olympic Paradigmic Committee settled. For three hundred eighty million dollars. Oh my gosh, three hundred ladies! <laughs> wow, dude, this is like that's such a crazy story, dude. And how many other women who are surrounded? These athlete women who are surrounded by these men. This happens to them, but they can't say nothing because this coach might be really famous mm-hmm. or might hinder their His doctor her yeah. her. Chances to to move up. So, dude, my dog and I. I hate to do this again, man, but dude, this just. What if the FBI didn't want to do anything because they were trying to extract dirt or extract something from that Nasser guy? And once they found out that they couldn't get what they wanted out of him, then oh yeah, now we'll prosecute. Like, but but but, but why? Oh, I'm so cynical tonight doctor? on the FBI. What I understand is. Why would they protect this doctor? No, they're not, they're they're looking for something to gain. I don't think they're the only they see they didn't protect him. I mean, he eventually went to jail, but I think they they'll protect him. He was probably promising things, is what I'm assuming. They were or, asking things, or is or, or is the go ahead finish your man? I don't know, dude. It just trips me out when I think of why would they not? I mean, you got 300 ladies here. Do you think the Come reputation on. of the university is worth to them much more mm. than the truth? Mm-hmm. Do you think that? But, 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 but then, <coughs> you hit on something good. Maybe the FBI was strong arming the college too, because there's more money probably in the college than in one dude. Well, we've you know? heard we've heard about the doubt, the the speculation. Everybody, the funds that like a Harvard has, they have like billions of dollars in the bank that no one says anything, and yet they still get tax breaks. Mm. Imagine what they hold against them. Oh, you get how much money from the government or whatever? Okay, let's move on. Zero Hedge article. This is pretty awesome. We've been covering this the last couple of weeks. Uh, judge denies Biden's request to keep meddling in social media. So we we talked about last week they uh, <laughs> they put judge a Biden request to keep meddling. So he wants to meddle in the media and. Well, they put an injunction on them, and the judge did, and said, you can't do that anymore. And then the Bidens came back and said, well, we, we need special, we need like a special case exemption. And so they submitted that, and then the judge basically came back and said, no, I'm denying this exemption or whatever. So pretty cool there. This is, this is in the, um, 
Louisiana, uh, Louisiana, Missouri versus the federal government, basically <laughs> Biden and the federal government for all their, uh, what you even want to call that, uh, communist activity when it comes to telling the media what to do. Anyway, let's get going here. I got, um, got some Kennedy stuff. I don't know if you even want to cover the Kennedy stuff. I'm, I'm really just interested. How are you feeling about Kennedy anyway? What, um, I, I don't have any feeling towards him, whether I like him or not. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting the momentum that he's gaining. Is it real momentum, or do you think it's the media propose or perpetuating it? Well, that? he's as far as I know, I don't think he's been on any mainstream medias yet. Mm. So I don't know if he's he. I don't know if he's choosing not to go on, or if they're just not uh, interviewing him. I'm sure it's they're not interviewing him, but uh, oh. it oh. is. Uh, it's pretty fascinating. We've talked about it before, and maybe I'll try to get the a clip of the podcast. But on, um, what was it? Uh, no, I can't remember the name of the podcast. But it was that Ed Dowd guy that we've covered before. He's the author of the sudden vaccine death issues. Uh, he's been covering this and wrote a book about it. But uh, Ed Dowd, I think is his name. But he said that as soon as he saw... Kennedy and what he was saying about the COVID stuff and the vaccines that he dropped everything, uh, stopped researching his next book and signed up to the campaign. And now he's basically, uh, on the campaign with, uh, this guy with Kennedy. So, and I really like Ed Dowd. I, I feel like he's a pretty stand up dude. Um, um so that's kind of interesting. He did even say in the interview that, you know, I don't agree with, everything he says, you know, I don't agree with, uh, I think he brought up the gun thing and the abortion thing or whatever, but uh, what, what I, what I'm seeing with this Kennedy jr. That it's, it's motivated. If I may use the word, the classic Democrats, if we may say the real Democrats. Hmm. And I think that that group has been ignored from the democratic party with all these crazy leftist groups that they're Mm -hmm. bringing up. And I think that they, have, old school they finally Democrat. have a candidate for themselves. Yeah. A candidate that they can kind of like, hey, look, this is kind of flashback. Because mm-hmm. if you look at him, his stand mm-hmm. on abortion, stand on war, it's classic mm-hmm. li- Democrat, liberal stuff. And so, it's, I think you're right, because I, I think it will get the independent type people too. Like, I could, you know, people that are turned off by Trump. and Or, or the ones who are relentlessly voting for Trump. Because they don't agree with anybody on the Democratic Party. Now they have a candidate saying, ah, we like this guy. You know, but it's interesting because now you have this gentleman and you have Gavin Newsom and you have the president who's all three of them are vying for. Well, <laughs> Gavin hasn't officially. Uh, I thought he did. No. Unless well, I just like the way he got shut down. Or like I said earlier. Today. When he talked about, uh, uh, what's that thing? Um. Affirmative action, so stupid. Didn't he realize that our state had taken, had removed it from our constitution years ago, fifteen years ago. <laughs> nice, Gavin Newsom, the president nobody needs. <laughs> uh, 
I like that article He's headline. Like the who? It's the, the guy running that no one asked to run. Uh, and then what is he going to talk about? His wife, how she was really friends with uh, Harvey Weinstein? How she called him for advice all the time? You remember that story, bro? Yeah. Yeah. She was actually asking for financial help from him, too. What was that one actress that came out talking against when uh, Larry Elder was running against him? Remember that actress that came in and started talking about <laughs> I think she was pro-Elder, though, right? The the short-haired chick. Yeah. Uh, McGowan. No. Anyway. She was kind of a basket case a little bit. But she was making sense there. <laughs> All right, our last story of the night. We got two hours and seven minutes on this bad boy. We're, no Gate- agenda. We're, we're coming at your feet. Gateway Pundit. <laughs> Biological man wins Miss Netherlands 2023. <laughs> and he's fogly too, dude. Fogly. You know, giant overbite. Fogly. Giant top teeth. Where are we going here, guys? I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure where we're going, but I think I know where it ends. <laughs> Can I play a fun one? Or are we done? Go ahead. I want to throw this one. This is a, a podcast that I've been liking, and it's called Trigonometry. And Kenneth, uh, Constantine Kesson. What percentage, if you could tell the people of Britain, what percentage of global climate emissions is Britain responsible? Okay, for every country... No, just answer, what percentage? It's a figure. Every country I'll tell you, is responsible for about 1%. Percent. It's 2%. Apart from China and okay. India, which we now, do our dirty if you, work. If we Grow do, up. I, I'm trying. If we... Do what you want, which is spend £1.5 trillion, which is about eight years' worth Imagine telling someone to grow up. On, on net, net zero, if we As do that, by what percentage will we reduce global temperatures about which you're so... But your argument is silly. You no, are you saying... the question. What leaving, impact will, leaving, will we make? You've got to tell the people of Britain, if you want to spend £1.5 trillion... you brought this man in just to argue with me. If you were to spend £1.5 trillion of British taxpayers' money, what result would you achieve? I think people would like to know that. What we need is deliberative democracy. We need participatory budgeting. We need people... So you don't know? We need you don't know what, I know what we global need. temperatures And we all need to take... I'm curious. Mm. I want to know what deliberate democracy means. That's going to oh, be yeah. the... We're, when Tony the World returns, we're going to ask him that question. What the deliberate democracy mean? Hmm. And I wanted to bring that out because it's exactly the way that people, those lefties want to tell us. You're stupid. You're silly. All you got to do is keep calm, guys. And the good Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God that brought his people out of Egypt with the mighty hand stretched out, that very God. That's the God I ask everyone to please pray to for Hollywood and I. Because that's the only answer there is to all this mystery. They're falling down. Their deeds are wicked. They're molesting kids and smelling their hair. That's disgusting. Well, that's why Hollywood and I are here. We didn't agree on everything. We <laughs> almost broke up here. But our our love is strong, guys. All right? <laughs> so... I am OG Mutt Dog, and I am so grateful for anyone to listen to us. This has been very therapeutic for me, and I really, really love you guys, and I hope that you love us in return and pray for us. 
So I will see you guys next week. Thank you. Yeah, guys. Thank you so much for making it to the end of the show. And uh, feel free to participate. There's an email on the description there. Ask us some questions if you want. Or uh, tell us what we could do better or what we're doing good on. So um, we're always... We're always going to be here, so. How about well, Hollywood, guys? Uh, all glory to God, I guess. He needs a lot of help. We um, we hope that we're here forever, so if, if God wills it there. if uh, Like Jesse Lee Peterson says, if the creek don't rise, you know, uh, <laughs> and God wills it. But uh, <clears throat> we will, this has been Good Times Culture Podcast. Uh, a little awkward episode, but as usual, very therapeutic. Um, we'll be back next week, everybody. Uh, exposing evil and praising God. Real men of genius. Real men of genius. Lord, give me a sign. I really need to talk to you, Lord. Since the last time we talked, the walk has been hard. Now I know you haven't left me, but I feel like I'm alone. I'm a big boy now, but I'm still not grown, and I'm still going through it. Pain and a hurt, yeah. soaking up trouble like rain in the dirt. Yeah. And I know only I can stop the rain with just a mention of my Savior's name. In the name of Jesus, devil, I rebuke you for what I go through and trying to make me do what I used to. But all that stops right here. As long as the Lord's in my life, I will have no fear. I will know no pain from the light to the dark. I will show no shame, spit it right from the heart. Cause it's right from the start. You held me down and they nothing they can